0: I have several men that are covering to me and they are a safe space for me. Uh, One of them being, and I'm probably somebody that you all have known before, you've met before, and if you haven't um, by the end of this service you will know him. Um, He is a man that has discipled me and I thank God for him. Uh, God willing, he will be with us very soon Um, but by the providence of God uh, he has been given a word for us Uh, this man this man pastors 10,000 people Uh, he has an international discipleship ministry he's an author and beyond that he got a real wife with real sons but the Lord is speaking to him, not just for his church, but for us in particular. He's a pastor to many other pastors. I'm not the only pastor that he covers, but on the first Sunday of the year, the Lord arrested him with the word for us. And so we're going to, we're going to pipe into the Cornelia church uh, in Arlington, Texas. And we're going to hear what the Lord has to say to us. Now, uh, understand we still in church, amen? Don't, don't tip out early. His sermon is going to be shorter than most of mine, so you good. you <laughs> shorter than most of my sermons. But the Lord arrested him with a word for cornelia and for heavenly vision. And so we will we will be blessed to hear and receive that word uh, at this point in time. Amen? Are we ready? Can we, can we settle our hearts and our minds? Uh, we'll make sure that we, everybody's able to see and everybody to hear clear. But I want you to hear what the word of the Lord is today. Uh, from my pastor, the Reverend Dr. Ronnie Goins. Amen? Amen.
1: So last night, I was, um, I was spending time in the text. And some, the Lord did something that, that, that he had never done before. Um, the Lord gave me a word for two different churches. He gave me a word for this house, And he gave me a word for the Heavenly Vision Christian Church in L.A. And so I was scheduled to be in L.A. um, I think the third Tuesday of this year. And so I... I text Bishop Taylor, said, Bishop, when, when am I supposed to be out there? He said, Well, I think it's the third um, Tuesday in January. He said, Why? What's up? Is everything okay? Do, 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 we, do we need to change anything? I said, um, hey, let's start a second Nick over here in front of this room right here. And we have chairs up front, ushers. If we have people coming, we have chairs the front. And I said, I, I said, I said, no, everything should be fine. I said, man, but um the Lord, the Lord has given me a word. For both houses, and I say, what, what I'll do though, I'll just hang on to it until I get there um, in, a, in a few weeks. He said, "No, bitch. he said, no, 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 Dr. Goins, you, you are covering for this house, and if you got a word, what we'll do is after we worship, we'll tune in right. and get that word in Texas." And so, Cornea Christian Church giving up for Heavenly Vision Christian Center in Los Angeles, California. Well, Bishop James Ray Taylor presides, and his beautiful wife, Karen. Um, they, they mean so much to our house and, and their people are some of the most beautiful people on the planet. Uh, we cover them, we, we provide the discipleship curriculum, they've taken it and run with it literally. And so this word this morning, as you turn to Galatians chapter six, um, chapter seven, verse, Galatians chapter six, verses seven through nine, um, say guys, even it out on this side as well. And, and you, can, you can even catch some of the ends, or if you would. Yes, we got plenty of room, plenty of chairs. We, we, we bought extra chairs for this right here. Amen. Just don't bring those fold chairs out. We didn't got can. Amen. Don't bring the fold chairs. We'll just sit on the floor. Chris crossed the applesauce we bring the chair. The- yes. And so, we, so, so now, guys, we have plenty of room up front. So if you want to come on up um, and just take the front row, you can. If you have your Bibles, turn to Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. I got so caught up. With my choir director skills, I forgot I got to preach. I, I'm tripping. I need to yes. I got to say this more. So I need you if you'd be so kind. Um, pray for me. Pray for my heart and, and my mind and um, pray for my voice. Um, I was feeling weird this morning, not my strongest physically, but um, I do believe that um, prayer in the pews gets power in the pulpit. I believe that. And so if you, if you pray for me this morning, that would be very much appreciated. And also not just for me, pray for your neighbor. Pray for that person that God has preordained to be sitting, standing right next to you this morning. And let's see what God does. Youth will stand with us because this word I have is for our house. And I want, us to, I want us all to be on the same page with this text this morning. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 9. If you've got to say, word up. The text simply reads. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For what everyone sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, say due season. Say the fifth season. The fifth season. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. 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 Thank you. Yes. 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 Oh yes. Yes. We will reap yes. Yes. if, say if, yes. we do not give up. Yes. For a few moments this morning, according to Christian church, I need to, de- in heavenly vision, I need to, in streamers, I need to deal with as a topic. You ready for this? Yes. Yes. Do the right thing. I need you to be a preacher this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. Do, the right do the right thing. Say it like a hooping preacher. Neighbor, neighbor. do yeah. Yeah. the right thing. This, this, for some reason, for some reason, corny heavenly vision, streamers, for some reason, whenever this verse is read, it's read with trepidation. It's read with, it's read with um, apprehension, nervousness, palpitations, if you will. There's a certain nervousness that, that when people say, you're going you're to reap what you sow. Whenever someone says that, it's almost, it's, it's, almost, it's almost couched in a type of threat. You keep on, you're going to reap what you sow. And so it's, it's, it's sad with and, and recede with angst which is confusing to me because I believe that that cannot be further from what the writer intended this verse to convey. This verse is literally saying that we have to, that all we have to do is sow towards what we want to receive. Amen. Don't listen, this is, this is, it's that all we have to do is sow towards what we desire to receive. Amen. Whatever it may be, if you sow towards what you desire to receive, the text says you're going you're gonna to get it. It may not be the first, second, or fourth season, but it might be the fifth one. It might be the season that's not on the calendar. But it will be a due season that the things you sow towards, you're going to find yourself receiving. And if you do that, the text says, now here's the trick. You can't give up. You can't get tired of doing the right thing now 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 most times people use this this scripture to talk about giving is it talk about finances you bet is it is it could it be applied to more than finances you bet anything you if you're an athlete and you want to play in the best games of your life you must first sow the best practices of your life this text is a promise there's one of the few, this is one of the promises God that, God that God gives us that we can we can hold him to that if I put it in the ground, yes. yeah, all right. if I sow towards it, Amen. I'm gonna reap. Amen. Now, now now part A of today's lesson is complete. Amen. That's I mean that that's that's it for part A. You must get this principle that if I sow it, I can expect to reap it. Yeah. But now I need to couch this under the shadow of Genesis chapter 4. Because in Genesis chapter 4, we see an Old Testament account of how sowing and reaping can literally, can, literally, can literally impact directly our relationship with God. <coughs> it's, just it's just not about it's just not about physical stuff. Our standing with God is, is impacted yeah. by his principle. See, over in Genesis chapter 4, um, verses 1 through 5, can you put that up for me? I want to read this out loud. Put them on the screen, please. The text says this. Watch this. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have got a man with the help of the Lord. Single age heard that? And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a a worker of the ground. Verse 3. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of fruit of the ground. Keep reading. And Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock, and of their fat portions And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. Next. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry now I know everyone here and streaming you practice stewardship everyone here you're now tithers and you sacrifice and givers but think back when you were not when you were not how many of you took it as hard as Cain did because the Bible said Cain not only was he angry but his face fell the text says Cain took this so hard that not only was he upset but the language infers he entered a depression his face fell his countenance fell his heart sank but why why was he so angry, distraught, and and depressed over his offering not being accepted, over him not giving enough. Why was Cain so out of sorts? Because it wasn't just about the offering. If you read the text slowly, the Bible says that God had no regard for Cain, nor his offering. It's one thing to not accept what I'm giving you. See, I can fix that. But for God to say, it ain't about what's in your hands. I don't accept you. God told this is God. A lot, there's a, there are a lot of people you can fall out with but God ain't one and God told Cain I do not accept you you are inadequate you are subpar that means you, there's nothing you can offer me I don't want your money I don't want your time I don't want your praise you can't offer me anything because you're not right And 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 then and then watch how God asks a question and then answers it in the very next sentence. Watch how God acknowledges what the Greeks are. Put that up for verse six. I gotta put it up there because in my Bible I've been using it a while and, and I don't got the. Don't judge me. It says, the Lord said to Cain. Why are you angry? And why is your face fallen? Verse 7. He says, if you do well. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you. But you must rule over it God says listen closely he's telling Cain this is bigger than your offering see he, he understood that Cain wasn't, wasn't upset of what he brought to God he understood that Cain was, was upset because he knew he was not accepted by God God is inferring that, that no one has to really tell us when we're not in God's good graces. That there's some inside of us makes us feel, it makes us, you know, we just don't feel quite right. Especially if we once were with God and so stuff has happened and now we don't feel. And God says, but I'm going to tie what you give to how and who you are. Because if you want to be better, just give better. Give me better, and you will be better if you do more. Yeah, right. Now, people, don't you let the devil whisper to your ear that I'm talking about money. Money is an indicator about where your heart ain't. The Bible says where your treasury is, your heart will be also. But there's some other areas in your life where God ain't getting your best. We offer God what's sometimes convenient, but it's a, long, it's a far cry from being our best. And God gives Cain a remedy to being better. He said, all you got to do is give better. But why is God so caught up on, on, on what Cain gave? It ain't like God needed anything. Well, why is God so bent on what Cain is giving? Well, look at uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. And Adam said and, he said, and he said to Adam, being God, because you have listened the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you you shall not eat of it cursed is the ground because of you stop cursed is the ground hmm the Bible says that Cain that Abel was a shepherd and Cain was a cultivator of the ground. Abel chose to be a shepherd. Cain chose to cultivate the ground. God never told Cain to cultivate the ground. Cain chose to cultivate the ground. What preacher? what does that mean? Cain chose to cultivate what God had already cursed. Cain said, I know what you cursed. I know that you said this is a bad thing. But I am willing to try to work with it anyway. Now, 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 now theology from all my Bible readers, see, the ground was still cursed it did not we see no evidence that 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 the curse was extirpated from the ground until genesis chapter 8 after noah when noah after the flood when noah got off the boat god made a covenant with noah said I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna ever destroy the earth again with this and from now on the the land will have for uh, uh four seasons he stabilized the land after the flood the land paid the price through the flood. After the flood, God said, I am lifting the curse from the land. But in the time of Cain, the land was still cursed. And we have Cain choosing to work with it, what was cursed, and then have the audacity to offer it to God. I know this is far-fetched, far, far, far-fetched. I know that this is twisted thinking, but has anybody here ever spent time, not 2020, we just got started, but has anybody ever spent time cultivating, trying to work with, flirting with what God said was evil and in a twisted way, We thought God was gonna bless it anyway. We knew it was wrong, yet we prayed every night. We knew it was wrong, yet we brought the church with us. We knew it was wrong, yet we kept on indulging, trying to find some God, God it's, it's me God, let me deal with it, let me work with this thing that I know you said was wrong, but God I believe I can make what you said wrong right. And God says, I'm not taking that. For you to even offer me that says a lot about where you are. Now, now, I'm not done. I'm not done. Watch what God, watch how God ends that verse. The last thing God told Cain as a word of warning, he said, if you don't do better, sin is going to kill you. If you don't, if you don't, if you say, if you don't do better, sin is going to destroy you. Let me say it this way. <laughs> okay. If you keep on giving your energy to curse things. And then ask me to bless it anyway. I'm going to give you over to the sin that you keep flirting with. He said you keep on. You keep on messing around. With ugly things. Now I don't care what, what spin you put on it. How you cultivate your explanation. At the end of the day, what did I say about the, what did I say about that? And if I said it's wrong, I don't care what spin you put on it, it's wrong, I ain't gonna bless it. And if you keep on, you're gonna die in the very thing you're choosing over me. That's what he says. This word, I got, is this, so we know the story. Verses 8 through 11. Cain heard what God said. But Cain didn't get it right. So anger towards himself, the disconnect with God, it did what it does to each and every one of us. Makes us lash out at people. And his brother just so happened to be the object. He can't whoop God, he can't kill God. And now now his brother is doing right. Oh, oh, so you try. Okay, okay. You see, sometimes another person's right illuminates our own wrong. So we don't like, that's why some of your crowds right now, you try to hang out with crowds that you're the best in. You never hang out with a crowd that's above you. You like to be the most in the room. So, 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 so. He he ended up murdering his brother. Cain, he, he killed Abel. The text, the text says, my Bible's still torn. (laughs) Picking up in the 12th verse. Well, let me show you something. Pick up that 12th verse. Let me show you something it's about this 12th verse. I'm going to read back here. It's my back. 412. 412, 412, 412. This is now watch God exercise, Tiffany Bobo, his, his judicial prudence over what Cain had done. He says, when you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Now, now the reason why I want, I want to pause right there, Elliot family, is because we see that Cain was getting fruit from what was cursed. Just because the cursed thing offers benefits don't mean it ain't cursed. Just because you get some benefits from it, that don't mean you're right. Because you get... I got, I got to see 2019 you got the fruit from Rome. Texas. Texas. It can be cursed with benefits. Verse 13 let me get through this. Cain said to the Lord my punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold you have drew me today away from the ground and, 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 and from your face, I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me because word is going to get out. <laughs> I'm going to get exposed. And even though you have not written the law yet that caused murder wrong, your natural law is in place even now and murder is wrong even before you call it wrong. We all know that murder is wrong. Yes. And somebody's gonna somebody gonna find me and they're gonna kill me. Watch this. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain. Let any who found him. Should attack him Lest any who find him Who found him So God is saying To us If someone has wronged me Let me deal with them God is saying When I pass judgment On what I Want to inflict I don't need no help So I don't want y'all So don't you touch What I've already punished Watch this now This is this word messed me up. Because earlier in, in, in Galatians, I said that oftentimes when we hear reaping and sowing, we, hear, we take that with a negative connotation, which is when we further from the truth. In the same manner, Dr. Boyce, oftentimes when we hear this verse about Cain and the mark, we say, Oh, God is merciful. God is good. God, that, that, God is so nice well yes at least he's not being murdered but how would you feel if every morning you had to look at a mark that reminds you of what you did what if every morning throughout 2020 you got to look at the mark of what you failed in 2019 how would you feel if you always, because now watch it. now, we know Romans tells us, Romans, Romans tells us that, that, that all marks aren't physical, as is the mark of circumcision. It says the mark of circumcision is nothing if it's not followed by a circumcised heart. So, so, so in Romans it says there's a spiritual circumcision that's not physical. There's a spiritual mark that's not physical, which means that God can mark your conscience for the things you did nobody can see but you are painfully aware every time you look at your heart you're reminded in your conscience about where you fell short See, there are good people right now and you're in danger Heavenly vision, there are good people in your pews right now. They're in danger of having to deal with a marked conscience for the rest of your life. Despite God telling you, pleading with you how to avoid it, you you don't have to choose being marked. Listen to the Lord. Do the right thing. He said, Cain, do the right thing, and you won't be marked. Right. Cain will forever be known by his last mistake. The Bible, the Bible says. It. Well, 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 there may be here, there may be some here though. I can feel you, some here. He will preach it too late. You should have told me this about three, four years ago. My conscience ain't been right for three, four years. 2019 was terrible because I was always reminded. I didn't come to church much because I was reminded. Right. So I'm already marked. So I will, I will wander around the land of Nod like Cain as a marked man, as a marked woman, cause reminded of what I did to be separated from God. And you already marked. Well, There is something that you can do with that mark though. There is something that can cover your mark. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter nine verse 13, it says, Hebrews chapter nine verse 13, it says something here, it says, it says, for the sprinkling of defiled persons with the blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of a heifer sanctifies for the purification of the flesh. How much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God purify our conscience from dead works to serving the living God. The text literally says if your conscience is marked, the blood of Jesus will cover and cleanse your conscience. Watch this now. And once he cleans your conscience, he will make you do better works. You do evil works because because your conscience has been seared. Your conscience has been marked, And if you get your conscience right, you will do better when you think better. Many times you do right now because your conscience is always telling you of what you are not. It reminds you that I've already failed. God has a way. Let me tell you something. You know one of the things I love about being a believer I'm convicted when I'm wrong. The Bible talks about godly sorrow leads to repentance, but worldly grief leads to destruction. But you know what I love about being a Christian? What I love about being a Christian? Every time, every time, every time I mess up, I feel the grief. Every time I feel the grief, I'm convicted. But I never stay there. Because every time I call upon his name, I can explain it. I cannot I can't explain it. But every time I call upon his name, God's way of, of of cleansing my guilt. I don't forget it, but he forg- I don't have to walk around and nod. So, so 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 I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Listen. But preacher, why? Now, as I push this close, I enjoy your teaching back. To Genesis four. The Bible said that God had no regard for Cain or his offering. Yet God told Cain, "If he wanted to be accepted, simply fix your offering. Vis a vis, do your best." Watch this. God told Cain, "I reject you, but do your best, and I accept you." Which means that Cain was a proven failure and rejection before God said anything to him. He was a proven failure. Cain had failed and he was rejected, yet God came to him anyway. And say, you are rejected right now. You're missing this now. He told Cain, you're rejected and you're unacceptable. Boy, you're going to catch the beauty of this in one second. He told Cain, You're rejected and unacceptable. Here's a shout cue. He kept talking to Cain despite Cain being rejected and unacceptable. And that's my word to a few of y'all this morning. Don't stop talking to God because God ain't stopped talking to you. You need to listen this first Sunday, the beginning of a new decade that God has not stopped talking that all you got to do is just listen, do the right what, what preacher, why? I mean why though? I mean why is God still talking? I mean I wish, why don't God just leave me to my sin and, and just let me sin and go to hell? Why? Why was God, why is he constantly after me? Why is he still willing to accept me In light of my track record, Nick, 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 why now? Why even right now? Remember last year I was telling y'all about the tightrope walker? How, how, how the tightrope walker has literally learned how to master the art of almost falling they have to master the art of almost falling and people marvel at the art of almost falling. Yeah. It's, it's, it's intriguing to me. In fact, I discovered that performance doesn't even get interesting until the walker almost falls. I discovered that it's quite boring until the tightrope walker almost falls, tipping on the tightrope. I, but once you see him almost if the onlookers can't fully appreciate the art of what he or she is doing unless they see him almost fall you see if they just walk from point A to point B there's no real shout No, there's no excitement if you just walk from point A to point B. But when they see how you almost fell, how you almost gave up, but you kept on walking, you you captured their attention because watch this, in a real sense, some of your own lookers are watching, waiting, and wanting you to fall. If we're just going to be 100 now, everybody watching you closely ain't praying that you make it to the other side. Folk are watching you and say this will be a real show if they accident fell down in a real shit don't miss us now it's not fully appreciated if all you do is simply walk and don't there, there, there's some people in the room you can testify that the years leading up to 2020 were well, years almost failing ain't all about 2019 some people prior to 2019 it was there were years of almost falling this is the word I got for two churches here it is 2020 hmm it's not only Ah, the year where you will see things clearly. You missed that. 2020 is not only the year that you'll start to see things. One more time because you missed it. 2020 will not only be the year that you start to see things clearly but it will be the year that you go from almost falling not to walking, but to running. Listen now. 2020, i am God showed me as clear as if there's some people in this room that years leading up to right now was almost falling. Every step you took had to be calculated. Every time you spent had to be budgeted. But you stepped into 2020. And every step and now when you tried to have the tip, you go now. To run, you ready for this word? Are you ready for this word? Here it goes. Here's revelation God says, Some people that's gonna show up the first Sunday of the decade. God told me to tell you, just like this I had to send you up the stairs to increase your stamina, your character, and your appreciation for the journey. But since you are a good steward, since you kept on climbing stairs, since though you got tired, you kept on climbing them stairs. Now in 2020, at the dawn of a new decade, I'm going to take you up the stairs and put you on the elevator. And now God wants you to know, God wants you to know that in your elevator season, the things that was hard for you, now going to get a little bit easier for you. You did good, Saints, you did good. You did real good. On the stairs. But now you get ready to go from almost falling to almost almost falling to running. And from running up the stairs, but stepping into the elevator. And waiting and watching God. God, the view looks different up in there. God I can now focus more now. God. Is anybody here ready to go from falling? to run it, up. have vision, is anybody in Los Angeles, California, you're tired of almost falling and now is your run season, who offers up my three, trying to go one right there, you listen missing this, God is saying if you the run, the next stop is the elevator, this, this, I I know this sound this sound I know this don't sound very educated I know it don't make a whole lot of sense I I know it don't but God has a way of giving you your years back He has a way of giving you your years yes He does too He has a way of redeeming your years, no you ain't too old to get your degree, I'm talking for 2020 you're going to get the contract you get more business, you get a promotion, you get the family back, the child will catch a clue. Everything you looked at, everything you sold towards, God's getting ready for your due season. Is this precious now? I'm not just declaring 2020 being your year. As Thomas Dexter Jake said, 2020 is your decade. Oh, y'all playing. That's what I just said. This ain't just your year. We claiming this whole decade and let's put something in the ground on it. I day to sow praise towards a whole decade. I day to lose your voices for it. As you think about the next 10 years you've been sowing You've been given, you've been tried, you've been patient, you've been struggling with some stuff. But since you didn't stop fighting, God's gonna give it all back in tenfold, faster, more convenient. Ooh, I wish somebody believed what I just said. I'm saying that you ain't gonna cry about that thing no more. Because we gotta go. This is the word of God for the people of God. Come on, hear it and be saved. If you
0: receive that, I dare you to open up your mouth right now. Somebody ought to be running with somebody else. He said, this is not my year. This is my decade. He said, I'm not going to be on a tightrope anymore, but I'm going from the stairs. elevator if you
1: receive that idea declare we receive your word today God we're going to do different 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 we receive your word we thank you for the man of God all the way from Texas seeing a word for us and so we're going to do the right thing we're going to receive it
0: come on take a moment just receive that word right now come on take a moment and just receive it
1: receive it into your spirit receive it into your heart receive it into
0: receive that receive we were watching a video we were seeing God download something amazing into our life he's changing it right now in the name of Jesus he's changing it right now in the name of Jesus we're not gonna ask God to bless any curse things anymore but we're gonna do different we're gonna be different we're gonna act different we're gonna do better